Welcome to Kelly Dry's Adlaw Access Podcast, and this is Simone Roach. Recently, multiple state attorneys general, AGs, and staff from offices nationwide gathered in Washington, D.C. for the National Association of Attorneys General, NAG, 2022 Consumer Protection Fall Conference. The conference addressed pressing and relevant consumer protection issues facing attorney general offices. The public portion of the conference included a panel of current and former AGs who focused their remarks on multi-state investigations. All of participating current and former AGs agreed that multi-states would continue to be an important part of their work. A.G. Brian Frosch of Maryland described them as a force multiplier for A.G. offices with limited resources. And A.G. Doug Peterson of Nebraska reiterated that they are going to continue to be an important focus nationwide. A.G. Kwame Raoul of Illinois pointed out that multi-states have the benefit of multiple perspectives and may be able to address priorities that may not be on a particular AG's radar. AG Jonathan Scrametti of Tennessee also described multi-states as a way to overcome resource asymmetry between states and sees them as capable of making a massive impact on society. However, former AG Jim Tierney of Maine warned that this broader perspective can also cut off AG offices from grassroots consumer protection problems and cause them to focus too heavily on priorities set by others. During his tenure, he pulled Maine out of multi-states that he didn't agree with or that he believed didn't protect the most vulnerable populations. He is not alone as other AGs have pulled out of multi-state investigations to pursue their own settlement or litigate separately. Sometimes, states may even decide to litigate while maintaining their status as part of the multi-state group. And as sovereigns, each state participating in a multi-state ultimately can decide whether to enter or leave a multi-state investigation at any time. A.G. Peterson described the process by which staff gain approval to begin an investigation and how he focuses on how the alleged conduct impacts Nebraskans, for instance. And this fact is important to recognize, as it often impacts strategy for negotiations during such investigations. Former A.G. Luther Strange of Alabama described the current environment among A.G.s as less collegial warned that a drift towards multi-district litigation is not a long-run recipe for success. Former AG Tierney also questioned the partisan nature of recent AG actions, as several of these panelists are former or soon-to-be former AGs. They provided more candid views that were particularly helpful to getting a window into that current environment. And we have described in past posts that the NAG organization itself has been recently called into question by some state AGs, with several ultimately deciding to exit. And recently, some of those criticisms of NAG and the multi-state process generally 
were highlighted in a panel at the Federalist Society's National Lawyers' Convention in D.C. A.G. Scametti participated in this panel as well and highlighted the importance of bipartisan multi-states in handling some of the largest consumer protection issues in the country. A.G. Scametti personally worked on the $26 billion opioid distributor settlement. He emphasized on the panel that without the coalition of states leading the way, the result would have been a series of trials that bankrupted the companies responsible for the majority of pharmaceutical distribution in the country. He noted that ultimately, such bankruptcies would have led to real human cost, including deaths. And what are the takeaways? Consumer protection multi-states seem to be getting a closer look these days, whether it's because states want to prioritize differing or more localized issues, or because they are dissatisfied with NAG and the multi-state process generally. But despite the scrutiny, we continue to see strong evidence that multi-states are here to stay, including a recent 40-state data breach settlement and a series of other enforcement priorities in areas such as big tech and public health. So companies should be prepared to navigate these sometimes complex initiatives led by a large group of sovereign enforcers. If you'd like more information on what you've heard on this topic, please contact either Leah Rapkin, Paul Singer, or Beth Chun, and you can find their contact details in the show notes. And also, please see our Advertising and Privacy Law Resource Center available at kellydry.com. And please download the AdLaw Access app for Apple and Android phones available in the Apple app and Google Play stores.